At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the 513th episode of the Sales Podcast. I'm Wes for the Sales Whisperer, your host. Today, I'm doing another book review. This one is on the first 20 hours, How to Learn Anything Fast by Josh Kaufman. Uh, Josh is the best-selling author of The Personal MBA. Uh, I've got his first edition book of, uh, of that right now. Uh, and once I finish that, I'll probably get the second and uh, see what kind of differences there are. And I plan on doing a little review of that here before too long, but it's a big, thick book. Good grief, The Personal MBA. <laughs> I haven't gotten through too much of it Uh Really, whatever, my page 32, 33, especially the first chapter or so. But he drives home the point <laughs> that you don't need an MBA. Holy smokes, he drives that home. And, and hey, I agree. Uh, he first published that in 2010. Um, so, interesting dude. I, I don't even know how I heard of him, but it was it was just in the last few weeks. And um, so, I grabbed these books from the library. And uh, so the personal MBA, that's what put him on the map back in 2010. Uh, the first 20 hours is um, he came out with this. When did he come out with this one? Uh, 2013. So, uh, you know, a few years. So he, he wrote that wave. But, I, you know, like I said, he, he did update the personal MBA. Actually, I know where I saw it. A friend of mine on, on Facebook shared it. Uh, he had some good good things to say about it. So I saw both of these, so I grabbed them. Yeah, Got to love the library. You know, if I do like a book, I'll go ahead and buy it. But um, I bet I've gone through 60 books um, since COVID started, really since the summer. So in a year, not even the full COVID. Um, so I've got a great library system. I've been reading a lot of uh, Brad Thor. Um, I found him during COVID. Uh, found him through a Navy SEAL author that I ran across, Jack Carr. So I've read three, I think, three of Jack's five books. He just came out with a new one. Um, and he had mentioned Brad Thor. He actually mentioned them, gave him a shout-out in one of his books, Jack did. Uh, his his main guy, uh, James Reese, uh, I think he was traveling, and he picked up a Brad Thor book <laughs> and talked about the, the lead guy, Scott um, uh, Harveth. Scott with one T. So uh, I mentioned him in his book. So I started reading Brad. Brad just, he's coming out with his 21st book, I think right now. And I've read, I'm on his 11th. I think it's his 11th book. So 10 or 11 plus three. So, I don't, you know, 13, 14 books easily just in that one genre from two authors. Uh, but a whole lot of business books and, and other uh, nonfiction and fiction books. I read a lot of fiction. And you should read a lot of fiction. It'll broaden your brain. Um, I think we get too stuck, too set in our ways, too focused on business, too out of balance. And reading some good fiction will open you up. Uh, it'll help you relax, and it'll help open you up. All right. Uh, speaking of opening up, please open your ears for a little over a minute 
to check out my new sponsor, Vidyard, and then we will get into the first 20 hours. Vidyard is an easy-to-use yet powerful video solution that makes it simple to create videos, host them ad-free, share them with others, and track their performance. Whether you're recording a video for one person or sharing it with the world on your website, it's easy to manage your video content. The Vidyard solution is built for business. It has robust analytics, integrations with top enterprise tools like HubSpot, and customization options that answer your unique needs. Look, email isn't dead, but it sure can be boring. Use Vidyard to record and send sales videos to connect with prospects, convert opportunities, and close deals. You can put a face to your name with video. I do this. Uh, Record your face, your screen, or both for prospecting videos, follow-ups, product demos, and more. Sign up for Vidyard free today by going to vidyard.com slash whisper. And just like all of you, the team at Vidyard can't keep up with all those promo codes on podcasts and blah, blah, blah. So they're making it easy to sign up. Okay, no promo code. Just go to vidyard.com slash whisper to start using Vidyard completely free. And as a bonus, get their high conversion virtual sales playbook. Vidyard.com slash whisper. Now on with the show. Um, so like it's like the title says, right? The first 20 hours, how to learn anything fast. He talks about where he came up with this concept and we've been hearing about the 10,000 hour rule a lot. And most of that can be attributed back to Malcolm Gladwell's book outliers. And actually my, my wife's aunt um, got me several of Malcolm Gladwell books over the years. That's what she would give me for Christmas. And um, it's a really good book. He's a good author. Uh, I probably need to review some of his books. some of his work on the show, but, um, the, the 10,000 hours. So if you think about it, you have basically, if you work 40 hours a week, right? Uh, eight hours a day, five days a week, take two weeks off for vacation. That's a 2000 hour year. So the concept of 10,000 hours means you'd have to work full time at something for five years, uh, to master it. Okay. Now, how many things do we really need to master? How many things do you need to become a virtuoso of? And that's what um, Josh got into here. And his argument is, and he outlines it uh, pretty well, is that 20 focused hours of work, you can be, you can be decent at something. Um, and in his book, it's, if you want to learn the things he's talking about or or really dive in to something in particular and see how he breaks it down, it's a good read, but he gives six very specific examples and six very diverse examples from yoga to computer programming. He, he re learned how to type, I guess there's this, uh, this other way of typing and, and basically the QWERTY is not the most efficient way to type. Uh, and I've heard that many times. Um, it was, and it wasn't necessarily a speed thing, but it, from a mechanical standpoint, you know, back in the day um, when the, when the typewriter was basically an arm that would go up and slam into the ribbon and basically just jam the ink onto the paper. My grandparents had one like that. I remember playing on it in the seventies and that thing was probably from the forties. I don't know. It was old. Um, but a lot of the keys would stick together. So they actually looked at words and statistics and figured out how to 
space the keys apart to minimize the chance of friction uh, or, or the, the keys jamming together, the, the arms of the keys, right? So there's this faster way to type. So, all right, so he taught himself that. <laughs> it's called touch typing. Taught himself uh, this uh, ancient game, this Chinese game called Go, which actually does look pretty cool. But, man, an average game will last an hour. My wife would love me for that. Um, he played the ukulele and windsurfing. So he gets into a lot of detail. So by page 40, he's getting into his details, uh, showing how he has applied uh, these principles. So, you know, the argument could be made this is a, a good 39-page book uh, with another, you know, couple hundred pages of detailed examples. Um, but they could help you. Because he, he outlines, and I'll cover these briefly, he covers the 10 principles of rapid skill acquisition. And he also covers the 10 principles of effective learning. Okay, so as you look at these, not you won't have all 10 of each or 20, right, present in every one of the things you're trying to learn fast. Uh, but if, if nothing else, if you just let it sink in that... 20 hours, you can become decent. And you know what? That could be golf. I mean, golf's a complex movement. But if you've never played, and if you went, if you got 20 hours of golf instruction, and I would say if you if you got 10 hours, if you went to a 30-minute lesson and then focused for 30 minutes on that one lesson, and, you know, the first lesson could be putting, Okay. Then, and I would recommend if you're golfing, you're learning how to golf or want to get better at it, learn it from the from the green on back. Become a good putter. Then become a good chipper. As, as you're good around the greens and have a little touch, it's going to apply 10, 20, 50 yards off the green. Okay? And you're going to become confident with your short irons. You become confident with your short irons, you'll become confident with your mid irons. Okay? Then take a lesson. How do you hit your, you know, wedges up to maybe your eight, even a seven iron? And just work it all the way back. And and don't even learn how to hit a driver. Like if you were literally brand new, let's say you had a, a you signed up for a golf tournament and it's in two months, you know, charity golf tournament. Or you just make it a goal. You want to learn golf so you can go to charity tournaments, hang out with clients, whatever. 10 30-minute lessons and 10 30 minutes of intense focused practice and never learn to hit your driver. Use a three-wood or even a five-wood. If, if your goal was just to contribute a little bit at a golf tournament and drink some beer, you'd be fine. Okay? Because very few people can really drive the ball anyway. And the typical golf course, 18 holes, um, you're only going to use a driver 14 times because four of them are going to be par threes. Uh, but then typically a lot of the holes are shorter or they have some danger, you know, water, bunkers, very tight fairway. So, you know, four of them are, are par threes. Let's say another four, five holes easily are going to be holes that require such precision that you shouldn't use a driver. So now you're down to nine or 10 holes that you would use your driver. So, all right, contribute, contribute great shots from 150 yards and you'll have fun. You'll be a winner. 
Okay, but I just bring that up that something even as complex as as golf, you would be, you'd be able to contribute. Okay, you're not going to win a tournament, uh, and maybe even jujitsu. You know, you go again. Go go take private lessons. Go take go take ten hours of private lessons, and then ten hours of drilling. And, and you probably couldn't do an hour at a time. I mean, it would literally. You'd have to break it into thirty. If you if you were brand new, you'd be so tired and sore. Um, but if you took thirty private lessons and then drilled, had a training partner for thirty minutes, you would be at least you could show up at a new school and act like you knew what you were doing. You're not going to be tapping blue belts or purple belts for sure. But, but hey, you're not a spaz. <laughs> Right, people would enjoy rolling with you because you're not crazy and chaotic and out of control. Okay, but um, so the ten principles, the ten principles of rapid skill acquisition. Number one, choose a lovable project. So you notice the the six that he listed there. You know this ancient Chinese game, windsurfing, ukulele, yoga with his wife. Okay, those are those are cool. But hey, typing. I mean, that was I don't know. He's he's a writer, so. Okay, that was lovable for some reason. <laughs> Computer programming taught him taught himself how to do that, and that's how he runs his business, right? His online. So beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So whatever you fall in love with, that's fine. But you do you need to be passionate about what you're working on. Okay, if it's just drudgery to you, it's not going to sink in. Uh, focus your energy on one skill at a time. He talks about giving some space of, I think, several hours between. So if, I guess, if you were learning the ukulele and typing, you know, you'd want to space those apart. It's it's hard on the brain. It takes energy. Okay. But ideally, if you're going to learn something over the course of a month or two months or whatever, pick one thing and, and focus in on that, right? Don't, don't be the jack of all trades and the master of none. Uh, so focus. Uh, and one of the things, and I may have some notes in here down below, made it as a blog post, but he talked about, you know, getting some good sleep. He would practice um, one of the skills, I forget, but uh, maybe all of them. But I remember in particular, he was doing one, I think it was typing, um, like within 45 minutes or an hour of going to bed. So he would let his brain work on the skill while he slept. And there's a, there's a lot to that. Okay. Get some good rest. Um Three, define your target performance level. You know, begin with the end in mind. Okay, nothing, nothing all that new there. But, but you need to be realistic. Like I said, you're not going to win a golf tournament in 20 hours. Okay, so be realistic. And and I've mentioned this before, but I learned it when I was a stockbroker. You know, people overestimate what they can achieve in a year, but underestimate what they can achieve in three to five. You know, that applied to their investing, but it applies to everything. You know, oh, I'm going to be a black belt in jiu-jitsu in a year. No, you're not. Uh, there's no reason you couldn't be a fantastic purple belt winning tournaments in three to five, right? And a great black belt in eight, nine, ten years. Okay. Um, deconstruct the skill into sub-skills. Well, I kind of was doing that with golf, right? Putting. Chipping, you know, wedges, short irons. Then you work it all the way back to, you know, your woods and getting off the tee box. Uh, you know, throw in bunkers in there, greenside bunkers, fairway bunkers. 
so you you got to break it into the sub skills so you know what to master. And and every everything you'd ever do has something you can break down. And my sell more of everything group, I've been encouraging the members to write a book. And you break it into into sub skills. You you have a, a writing a, a topic. You know, one of the guys is a chiropractor, so the topic could be. You know, how to eliminate back pain without surgery or pills. Okay, so there's the title. You know, what are the sub subchapter? What are the, the sections? Right, so the sections could be diet. Uh, the next section could be, you know, cardiovascular or, you know, uh, aerobic activity. The other one could be anaerobic, you know, weightlifting. Uh, and then finally stretching. So four, four things. And now each of those, let's say you come up with 10 subsections. So there's your 40 chapters. If, if each of those chapters are five pages long, there's a 200-page book. Throw in some pictures, throw in, you know, and that's, that's pages of, uh, you know, eight and a half by 11. Once you chop it down and format it for a book, it's going to be a 250-page book. Chop it down, okay? Break it, you know, like we say in sales, you you eat the rabbits while you hunt the elephants. Yes, you know landing those whales is fantastic, but it's the little ones will sustain you. Okay. Obtain the critical tools. Well, that makes sense. If you want to practice typing, well, you need a keyboard. <laughs> you need a computer. Um, you know, plan well, prepare. I remember seeing this guy, you know, the shade tree mechanic. Oh, we're going to drop this transmission, you know, and retool it under the, under the shade tree. Yeah, he's got 20 years experience and, and $100,000 worth of tools. So, you know, but do do make sure you have what you need. Um, eliminate barriers to practice. It's a no-brainer. Again, you, you got to focus. So... Are there disruptions at work? Do you need to go to the library? Do you need uh, private space in your house? You know, what, what do you need to do to practice that skill? Okay, but eliminate the barriers. T- turn your phone off. Get a babysitter, whatever. Okay. Likewise, make dedicated time for practice. Um, create fast feedback loops. So this was interesting, and, and when I as I broke it down, I, it made sense, right? It's like you know, get a coach, get a partner, record yourself. I, I tell my clients, and it's easier now with Zoom and, and video calls. You can record those. They, they, I think they record by, well, they don't record by default, but they announce. So everybody knows that they're, they're being recorded. You can go back and listen, okay? Break down your performance, okay? That's a fast feedback loop. You send an email blast. You run an ad. Spend three to five dollars a day on Facebook. See if people click the ad. You know your CTA. You send an email blast. What's the call to action? If people aren't clicking, there's your fast feedback loop. Change something because it's not working. Jujitsu is nice. You, you know, there's pain <laughs> if you mess up. Golf is obvious. Did you hit the target? You know, Harvey Pinnock in his little red book talked about taking dead aim. So have your fast feedback loops, practice by the clock in short bursts. You know, you hear me talking about 30 minutes to an hour and probably 30 minutes of guided instruction, 30 minutes of, of focused practice. Um, but, you know, you're not going to just wake up at midnight 
cram, 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 you know, by 8 p.m., you're good. I mean, I guess it's theoretically possible. Pound some energy drinks, but but probably not, right? Spread this stuff out. Um, and he emphasized quantity, uh, emphasized quantity and speed. So he told an interesting story, and uh, I think it was like a pottery. Um, but they they were doing a, a test. Um, they had two groups of students. They gave one. They told one of them, "Hey, you're going to be paid based on the quantity of cups or pots that you make." They told the other, "You're going to be paid on the quality." Okay. So what ended up happening was those that were told that were paid for speed also created the highest quality because they got the practice in. They got the reps in. So, you know, be bold, move fast, and break things. Okay? Uh, Don't dilly-dally. You know, get after it. I've always said, you know, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Okay? When you get started, you're going to be terrible. Uh, guys come in all the time in jujitsu. I tell them I was literally—I don't know anybody that was worse at jujitsu than me. It did. Uh, I was sore. I was tired. Um, I didn't—I didn't see the moves. I didn't understand the strategy. I couldn't piece together the transitions. They just didn't come naturally. Uh, and I've been passed up. I mean, younger guys have you know started after me and been promoted ahead of me. And it used to get me down, but it's like, you know, we're all on our own journey. I've been banged up a little bit. Uh, definitely slowed down my performance, my development. Uh, but one of our instructors yesterday, he was talking about he, he hurt his shoulder. And he, he said, my jiu-jitsu game's about to go through a growth spurt. And we all laughed because we, we knew what he meant. Because when when you get an injury you have to overcompensate in other areas. And so it's by hurting his shoulders, forcing him to get better with his other side of his body, or maybe use his legs more, um, maybe use more speed. Okay. Maybe instead of relying on power. So it, can you, can you roll with the flow? Right. Uh, so, Get the repetitions in. And now, you know, as a one-stripe purple belt, I can hold my own with basically anybody in the school. You know, there's some superstars in there that just destroy everybody. But for the most part, I mean, I can hold my own with anybody. And I just put more time in on the mat. Okay? So if you want to do something, just stay after it. Get, Get the practice in. Get the routines in. Um, the book is is got some great quotes spread throughout, you know, but one of them was well begun is half done. Uh, I thought that was a great one. You know, start well, get your planning, focus, get after it. Okay. If, if you line all that up, you, you got the tools you need, you, you've eliminated the barriers, you know, your defined target uh, for your performance level, you've broken it into sub skills. Okay. Boom. Hey, you know, I got 60 days. I'm going to learn golf. You know, for the first 10 days, uh, I'm, I'm putting, only going to putt. You know, next 10 days, I'm only going to chip, you know, from around the green up to 10 yards away from the green. Boom, boom, boom. And you get after it. Well, well begun is half done. You've got a plan. Okay. So another quote he's got in there is a problem well stated 
is a problem half solved. That's from a guy named Charles Kettering. And I've used that since since reading this book in the last two weeks and making these notes. I've used that several times. Uh, it's a good one. Um, I forget who it was. Like Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, one of those guys. But basically they said when they can elaborate the position of their opponent better than their opponent can, then they, they win. You know, so... A problem well stated is a problem half solved. Do you know the issue? Do you know what it is you have to overcome? Do you know what it is that you want to learn? What it is you want to master? You're halfway there. Okay? So the 10 principles of effective learning. Um, and I think some of these, that uh, they kind of, uh, they relate, right? And... Again, it's uh, I don't want to bag on the guy too bad because he's super good at what he does, especially on the NBA side of things. But I think this was like, this would be a good forty-page book. You know, it says research the skill and related topics. Well, okay, then we already do that. Talking about deconstructing the skill and the subskills, so it's kind of similar. Jump in over your head. I think that ties into the emphasizing quantity and speed. But you know, he, he doesn't want you to go big. Okay. Um, identify mental models and mental hooks. Um, you know, the interesting thing with that is it's analogies, it's parables, it's, it's uh, you know, she made him eat onions. That's how I memorized the, the Great Lakes, right? Superior, she made Michigan, him, Huron, eat, Erie, oh, Ontario, onion. So... Uh, my very educated mother just served us nine pies, right? The, the planets. So mental models, mental hooks, things like that um, help you chunk it down, I think, you know, and, and that's fine. And But I do that in sales. I do that in, in, you know, storytelling, connecting with the prospect, you know. How did Jesus get the word out? Parables, you know. Do you have the faith of a mustard seed, you know, a lamb, uh, a shepherd, um, so many Right. So people could relate to those in, the, in that time. Um, one thing that I that I really love on these 10 was imagine the opposite of what you want. And that's my concept Been my concept behind the idea of the diary of a wimpy salesman. You know, so many sales books and business books and marketing books and what what is new under the sun. Right. But doing the opposite, talking about a wimpy salesman, drives home the point of what you do need to be doing. So when you imagine the opposite, you know, like golf, oh yeah, putting, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to four putt every hole. Every, every putt that I initially do is going to be short, then the next one is going to be long, then I'll be mad, it's going to be long again, then I'll make the putt. You know, so imagine the opposite of what you want. Oh, what would I have to do for that? Well, let me work on speed. Let me work on reading the greens, you know, and you start to reverse engineer what it is you need to work on. Um, talk to practitioners to set expectations. You know, again, I think that's common sense. I think you got to be careful with that too. Make sure they're giving you good advice. Um, make sure they don't, they're not trying to sabotage you. All right. That's just my own feedback. Uh, but you know, if you're getting into something and you know, you talk to most people, you, you can't learn golf in 20 hours. It's like, well, like I'm, again, I'm not trying to win a tournament, but 
you know, if I only had 20 hours in the next 60 days. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What should I work on? Or if I want to become a better putter in the next two weeks, what should I work on? Okay, go do this. Fine. You know, because maybe you wouldn't tell a stranger or even a golf pro what the ultimate goal is. So the next time you find somebody, Hey, I want to get good around the greens. I want, I want to be able to chip out of the rough, uh, onto the green and, and get it within the leather. I have two weeks to practice. What, what should I do? Okay. And just chunk it down and that's golf, right? But what if you want to learn, get better at, at running your own ads? So you ask somebody, you know, I have two weeks. How do I get good at running Google ads and not good, but just competent, just not lost. What what would you recommend? Hey, if I want if I want to launch a podcast in two weeks, where where should I start? Okay, eliminate distractions in your environment. I think that's kind of repetitive. Use spaced repetition and reinforcement for memorization. I think that's a little bit repetitive. Create scaffolds and checklists. So again, it's kind of the the mental models, mental hooks. Uh, you know. Get it from the library. Read those couple of sections. Uh, make and test your predictions. Okay. Uh, you know, hey, I, I think in within two weeks I can learn to run Facebook ads with a five dollar a day budget and generate, you know, twenty appointments uh, and make three sales from the Google the, the Facebook ads. Okay, so whatever. And you may want to chunk that down into how many can you get in, in a week because a month is probably too long. You'll know within hours, you know, certainly days if, you're, if your ad's any good. But you get the point, right? Uh, and then finally, honor your biology, which I alluded to earlier about getting sleep. You've got to understand how your body responds. When, when's a good time for you? Maybe it's morning. Maybe it's, you know, take a break from work and give yourself some, some enjoyment to learn a new skill. Okay, maybe you need to do it at the end of the day when you can focus and then go right to sleep and let let that skill set set in. Okay, so those are the 10 principles of rapid skill acquisition and the 10 principles of effective learning. Now, as I look at my notes that I've typed out as a blog post here, this is uh, this only covers 20 percent maybe of of the notes I took. 
another quote that he has that I haven't seen before and I like. It's from Thomas Edison. It said, there ain't no rules around here. We're trying to accomplish something. Uh, it, it's kind of like what Facebook has done, right? Be bold, move fast. And I don't know if they added the break things or I did, but be bold, move fast, break things, right? Um, get after it. Um, and, you know, I've got some bullets. Um, I'm not trying to rewrite the whole book, um, but I do. I want it to stimulate some some thinking, some creativity. Um, and I, I read through each of the six skills he was learning. And, and there are lessons in each of those. And because, like I said, he out of those 20, uh, they don't all apply each time. And then each of those skills, he sprinkles in some some lessons. And I'll get into some of the proverbs that were really good from that game Go. I mean, it's been around thousands of years. So there's some deep thinking um, around that. But, you know, some of the bullets that I, I had pulled out of there is, you know, understanding the price of progress. You know, anything that you're going to do takes an investment of time, of energy, focus. Um, so understand and appreciate what that is. Okay. And from your, your business standpoint, you know, do you need to, to learn sales? Do you need to learn podcasting? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to learn how to get better at social media, grow your Twitter following, build a LinkedIn group, build a Facebook group? Um, you know, so many things that this could apply to. Uh, and since this is the sales podcast, you know, think of how you can apply this to business. Can you get better on the phone? Can you get better at leaving voicemail? Can you get better at creating a five-step multimedia, multi-step process to reach your top prospects? So, um, you know, what do you really want to do or need to be done? He puts in the book and I put like, really like, like in real detail, like specifically, Okay. Think like a salesperson, a programmer, a marketer, an entrepreneur. Think like the executives you're trying to reach. Use precise language as you document this. You know, in, in sales and marketing and working with companies, we build buying, buyer personas. And we get very precise on what that person looks like. Age, marital status, income, educational level, hobbies. What kind of car do they drive? Do they have a pet? Do they have children? You know, we must enter the conversation going on in the mind of the prospect. That's old school. I forget. Robert Collier, David Ogilvie, one of those guys. Um, have a framework so you're not winging this and in, in, in building it from scratch every single time. Begin with the end in mind. Refine, test, revise. Enhance and improve. Embrace the chaos. Like that example with the pottery, those that went fast were both made more and made higher quality. And it was probably pretty chaotic at the beginning. <laughs> okay. Expect more losses than wins in the beginning. And it's Ray Congdon that has the quote, anything worth doing well is worth doing poorly at first. You're going to be bad at first. But once you start... That'll be the worst you ever are from that moment forward. Right? So get after it. I have seen the enemy and it is me. He talks about the emotional baggage of change tends to be quite large. We hold on to our comfort zone. I've seen this in golf a million times. You know, we 
we're not good at a certain thing. We have a, a certain quirk, a certain weakness, and we go get lessons and we fix it, but we fall back into our old comfort zones, which are actually discomfort zones. But anyway, we go back and do the old thing. We have that emotional baggage. I think we're more afraid of success than failure. Uh, you know, he talks about learning a new motor skill requires physically changing the structure of your brain. So you must rest. Uh, some cool things he, he did talk about that it would be worth reviewing and looking up and, and researching is talks about interference, inhibition, consolidation, activation, patterns, and memory. So those are all part of, of the cognitive sequence and how we learn. So, you know, do spend some time on those. I, th I think those are worth it. Uh, you know, I talked about him practicing just, uh, just before he goes to bed. So, you know, so learn something new and go to sleep. Okay. The cognitive interference means you need to space out your new skill training, which I mentioned before. Um, oh, this was interesting. Ambient practice is not enough. You must have focused, deliberate practice. Conduct focused sprints of intense training. So... You know, learning something and then uh, through dedicated practice, then saying, oh, I'll just, uh, I'll remember. I'll just, I'll stay after it as we go. And thinking you'll improve is a mistake. You do not get better by meandering through some, some partial habits you created. Okay. Uh, explore, then decide. Find out what it is you want to work on. Choose it and get after it. Okay. Map out the strategies, map out your tactics, know what the rules are. And you know what? There's a lot less rules than you think. That's my own input. I talked to people. I had a client come over the other night, giving her some, some advice. And um, one of the things she was struggling with was emails, you know, how to engage with, with new leads. And, you know, she's in a business professional She's like, can I really say that in an email? Yeah, you sure can. Not only can you, you should. And not only should you, you need to, or you will not cut through the noise. Okay. Um, he gets into, into go, you know, something about the, the game, uh, the ear reddening move. And that's from a, an old game. Basically these are like chess masters and, and, but the, the people are, are ranked certain levels and this this lower ranked younger person kid beat an old master and it was a certain move that made the guy's ears redden it upset him and then he, the kid was able to win he changed the momentum so you know know the rules make your move make the bold move to get the upper hand another interesting thing he brought up from this game is having pattern recognition from 360 degrees, I guess in this game, you are allowed to spin the board and, and look at it from any angle, you know, much different than checkers or chess. Uh, it's a bit much bigger board than chess. Um, so that's why these games can take hours. And, um, but seeing things from, from all angles is so important. It takes time. But I remember I took a Chester Harris negotiation class it was down in San Antonio, um, and this was somewhere around 2002, 
I was with a technology company, talked my boss into it. It was like $2,500. And I drove down from Austin. And I remember learning the concept of, of moving around the table, sitting next to the buyer, seeing things from his perspective. And, and that, that 360 degree view, or at least changing my view, 180 degrees made a huge difference. Um, it helped me be both more empathetic, but also more aggressive and affirmative, um, in my negotiations. I literally within, within a month. And I think within like a week or two of taking that class, I had a client up in Austin, one of the big uh, phone companies up there. Um, and we had a, uh, a very advanced piece of equipment. So back then it was, it was a $50,000 list price unit. Uh, and this was a very good customer. Um, and, and I knew this guy as well. He was in the Air Force, uh, PhD, smart guy. Um, and he asked me, you know, he said, hey, we need another one of those units. They already had one or two. They needed another one. It was one of their laboratories. And I, just out of a courtesy, I would have just given 10% off just because, to be nice, right? And so there's $5,000. And I remember talking to my boss, talking with the office, the headquarters, talking with the customer, determining his needs, uh, the timeline. And, and we had one, we could get it to him quickly. Uh, we rarely did discount it. And, you know, in that industry, things could sometimes be discounted 30% or more. So, so 10% was not a big discount. And I remember saying, yeah, we, you know, I can't give you a discount this time around. And he was like, oh, okay, no problem. And he, he, he just worked with it. You know, I helped him out on other things. You know, I didn't, I wasn't trying to just milk him for every dime I could get. So in, in areas that I could help, I would. But it, it was a key moment for me where I realized how important it was to see things from all angles to understand the the power that I had and how to wield it appropriately. Um, it was a rare unit. It was a unique unit. It was extremely capable. Um, this you know multi billion dollar company paying fifty grand instead of forty five didn't hurt them. And um, and I felt better about my own abilities. So so seeing things from all angles is really important. But again in sales and negotiation, um, it's, 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 it's vital for you. Okay. So understand this, you know, and again, from the game, master yourself, use your feelings, you know, the tactics of the soldier, the exactness of the mathematician, the imagination of the artist, the inspiration of the poet, the calm of the philosopher, the greatest intellect by this guy, Zhang Yong Ki, I think. Um, all that gets rolled up into playing the game, into playing the game of life, playing the game of sales, the tactics of the soldier, the exactness of the mathematician. You know, talk about the seven deadly sins of selling and shooting from the hip, right? That's not exact. Do you have the imagination of the artist? I, I literally draw for the diary of a wimpy salesman, but I help my clients with their own marketing and imagery. The inspiration of the poet. 
I always start with a written word. I use the, the pictures and the video and the infographics to augment and accentuate the written word. But learn how to write. When you learn how to write, you'll speak better. Learn how to speak better. You can do video mo better and on and on and on. Can you stay calm like the philosopher when things are going crazy? COVID, layoffs, restructuring, stock market gyrations, housing. There's always something. Ships get stuck in the Suez Canal. Bridges get knocked down over the Mississippi River. I mean, we live in crazy times. Can you outwit and outperform your competition? Do you have the aptitude? Can you stay in control? Can you find and seize the biggest opportunities first? Can you exploit the weaknesses of your opponent? So important in everything that you do, especially sales. Uh, so again, moving along, you know, he talks about gearing up, following the script. Do you have a script? So many people push back on me on having a script and they think it, it keeps them bottled up, that it, that it restricts them. But all of life is a script. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. How's the weather? Oh, the weather's pretty nice. How's it where you are? So you had some storms. Yeah, a storm came through. We kind of missed this. Uh, at least the worst of it did. But yeah, it's better. You got any, any plans for the summer? Yeah, we're taking a family trip. How about you? That's all a script. How good are you at, at playing your part? How good are you playing the lead role? Or are you always following how well do you focus? Do you study the little things, the details? Keep your options open. Suicide is not allowed so in, in the game. There's a, there's a play, a, a, a movement, a strategy where things go back and forth and stall. So it's, you'd have to read it to understand. But you can't just sacrifice yourself. Okay? Make sure you don't get flanked. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? It's for losers. So basically that tit for tat, it, it doesn't help. Okay. Understand, estimate the territory you have won or lost is a skill and it takes practice. We're talking about a game, but we're also talking about the game of sales. When I talk about making every sale... Uh, talking about the sales dog analogy, going up the the clank 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 of the of the roller coaster. You know that clanking is is called a chain dog, and and it's it's latching. It's a safety mechanism. So if if the chain broke, then that that metal bar locks the roller coaster in position, so it doesn't slide backwards and kill everybody. You've got to make sure your sale does not go backwards. So do you understand the territory you have won or lost? Do you, do you have a system? Do you follow the script? Do you go for the small sales, right? To make any sale, you must make every sale, every little small sale. Do you have the strategies and the tactics? Do you know the rules? Direct versus indirect attacks. Do you attack from a position of strength? Do you understand connections, joints, approaches, influence? You know, the old adage in poker is if you don't know who the chump is at the table, it's you. If 
you don't know who's being played in a, in a negotiation, it's you. Okay. I always talk about if you're not ready, willing, and able to walk away from the negotiation table, you shouldn't be at it. Get your opponent to overextend themselves. In jiu-jitsu, every day I do that. Certainly if they're a bigger guy, not as flexible, not as quick, I'll get them to lean over. Boom, they're easier to move. Okay, but any kind of sweeps, any kind of throws, it all happens from getting the opponent to overextend themselves. Get them to push, overextend their arms, expose their elbows and their wrists. Boom, they're vulnerable. Okay, this structured study in the practice is is key. So, you know, some notes I put in here from the Diary of a Wimpy Salesman and how this applies. You know, don't, don't follow your opponents blindly. It's part of go, the game, and it's part of sales. Pay attention to the entire board. Make profitable moves. Take the initiative. Set the pace. Set the agenda. I literally have the thesalesagenda.com. So did you get you some? Are you, are you signed up? Are you following it? Do you set agendas or do you let the customer dictate the pace? You know, in all of my uh, training, you know, jujitsu, and I have new guys and there's always new guys. There's one dude I train with, uh, very aggressive, a little bit smaller than me, but, but muscular, good cardio. And, you know, when you fight guys in the beginning, typically they're, they're kind of timid. But it's like they, they come in day one and they go balls out and just burn out. <laughs> and then after that, then they get kind of timid, like, oh, my gosh, whatever I try, I'm going to lose. Like, well, try it anyway because you're going to lose. You know, you fight somebody two or three belts higher than you, you're going to lose. So attack and you might get lucky. Get the more experienced person off their game. Get them reacting. Okay. It helps us anyway. We have to learn to react and repel and, and counter an attack. So it, it's not rude. It's not dumb. It's, it's wise. So take the initiative, set the pace, set the agenda. Okay. You play to win. Do not play not to lose. Get them to play not to lose. That's why I hate the prevent defense in football. It prevents you from winning. Play to win. Okay, know where you are on the board. Kind of repetitive, know how much territory you've captured or given. Do not be envious. That doesn't help you. Heck, it's one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not covet. (laughs) All right, neighbor's goods. Avoid wishful thinking. Know what victory looks like. Okay, that's why it's okay to lose some battles as long as you win the war. All right. Some more proverbs I like from it. You know, the enemy's key point is your key point. Let that let that sink in. When in doubt, tenuki, which means play somewhere else. Okay. If if you're losing the apples to apples battle, then make it apples and oranges. Okay. Make a fist before striking. Kind of makes sense. A rich man should not pick quarrels. You're just going to get in trouble, right? The poor man has nothing to lose. So they'll go after you and make you look bad. 
if you ride a tiger, it's difficult to get off. <laughs> so basically, don't start what you're not willing to finish. And among these Proverbs is don't follow Proverbs blindly. I love this one. Only after the 10th punch will you see the fist. Only after the 20th punch will you be able to block it. You know, again, I talk about this in jujitsu. You, you get, you get swept, you get tapped and you never even know what happens. Then you start to recognize it. So at least you, you saw it coming. Then every now and then you start to defend it. Then you defend it and you counter. Then you initiate. It's that way in sales and marketing, business and entrepreneurship. Okay. So that goes back to getting the repetitions in. just go build some pots fast. Go get punched a lot fast and you'll get better, right? Fast feedback loops talked about very early on. So having coaches recording the calls, reviewing the calls, send a blast, do it, run a small ad, have a clear call to action, see if it gets clicked. Okay. That game of go and sales requires making decisions with incomplete information in a changing environment. Sound familiar? COVID, Suez Canal, whatever. There's always, we don't know. You don't know everything. Make a decision. Okay. Repetition makes your skills become automatic. I, I wouldn't say I got in a fight this weekend. I stopped a fight twice at my neighbor's house on Saturday, July 3rd. They were drinking all day, all into the night. And it was about 9.30, 9.45. And some of the guys got into a, a fight. <laughs> One of the wives came screaming, asked for help. I tackled a guy, sat on him, a little jiu-jitsu move. Finally let him go. He lived next door. He hopped the fence, came back in, kicked the door in. So I greeted him a little less nicely, did the same move, sat on him again, set same hold uh, until he calmed down again. Then the police came. Um, the repetition of four and a half years of sparring and jujitsu made the skills automatic. Uh, so it was literally effortless. It was just, it was smooth. Four and a half years. I didn't have to hit him. He wasn't hurt. I wasn't hurt. He didn't hit anybody else. He didn't break anything, although we did land on the hood of the neighbor's car in the garage. Um, but it could have been much worse. A bunch of drunk, angry guys would have probably been throwing chairs, lamps, whatever. But all that was stopped. So repetition makes your skills become automatic. That's why you got to find something lovable, right? Or you wouldn't, if it's not lovable, you won't stick at it, you know, stay with it long enough to become automatic. Okay. So understand, you know, something it's not, may not be glamorous, but it's important. All the repetitions that we do, we, we, we warm up the same way every day. We do the same drills and then we'll learn some cool moves. We always go back to the basics because that's what, what wins championships, right? Defense, defense wins championships. You know, your drills win, win your championships. Okay. He's got a quote here from Conrad Hilton. Achievement seems to be connected with action. 
Successful men and women keep moving. They make mistakes, but they don't quit. So again, the book is The First 20 Hours, How to Learn Anything Fast by Josh Kaufman. Um, it's Like I said, it's a good book, a lot of good, good ideas. Um, if you want to dive in to the nuances and the subtleties of the things he learned, you know, get the book. Um, worst case, you know, rent it from the library, you know, reserve it in the library and, and you'll get a good bit out of it. Okay. So, uh, but I hope this helped. Let me know if you like these. Let me know if there's a book out there you think I should review. Um, I will dive into it. Okay. Um, if you need that fast feedback loop, go to the saleswhisper.com, hit the contact us. We'll set a time to talk, see how we can work together, or just go to uh, sellmoreofeverything.com. And you can join month to month or invest in yourself for the year and uh, basically get two months free. All right? Sellmoreofeverything.com. Thanks for listening. Now go sell something. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that's stamps.com code program